baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Mike Elam in today for Amy Marks course. Chris Ranji here. Uh, final hour of the show. This is what we. This is the time that we tell you what you've missed. And you haven't missed tickets yet because we haven't done it yet. We have not given away tickets to see City SC tonight against Houston. What are you waiting on? Well, <laughs> well, we're going to do it right now. We're going to do it right now. We are going to give away tickets for the CONCACAF Cup or the CONCACAF Championship to see City play Houston tonight at City Park. Now, of course, we're getting close to the regular season. That's actually on Saturday. But this is a this is a game that you can go to tonight, courtesy of us here on the Chris and Amy Show. You're so giving. Right? That's great. I well, love that. I know. Well, we're not done with this. Well, but- they're Amy's tickets, and since she couldn't use them, no, oh, she doesn't have tickets. She's, she's never kidding. been. Come on, theater of the mind. Work with she me. She can't go. <laughs> she's not invited. But two lucky listeners are. We're going to give away one pair of tickets right now to see City SC play Houston tonight. 7 o'clock is the kickoff. And we need you to be caller number 6 to the contest line at 314 955 1120-314-955. Not you, Mike. Oh. You can't win. Are you Three, sure? Yes. No, you can't. We'll, we'll get in trouble. Okay. 314-955-1120. Best of luck to you. And the winner goes to see City SC tonight. We also have tickets to see James Taylor. Jeez. We're going to give those away later. So gotta, much. Got to be listening uh, for your chance to win. All right. On the show today, um, we uh, spent quite a bit of time actually talking uh, politics and talking uh, Nikki Haley. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, We discussed Nikki Haley, who made the announcement today that she is not, in fact, dropping out. Linda Kenyon covers the White House for CBS News. I have not uh, been hearing any chatter about it being a surprising thing that she said she's going to stay till the end. Uh, she did make it a point of saying that recent polls indicate that that the voters are not jazzed by either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Yeah, I think that's been the truth that we've uh, we've become aware of here in the last several months that people generally don't want this to happen. Uh, I don't think it uh, necessarily predicts what the outcome is going to be in November, but people want a different matchup. She does pretty well in polling when it comes to the general election, but it's winning the primary. She can't get to the general if she doesn't win the primary, and it just looks like she has no shot of doing that. Yeah, I think everybody's pretty well made up their mind, and we're going to move forward to November. We'll see where we go from here. Um, that's going to be the case. Robert Berger um, for CBS News covering Israel and their fight against Hamas. And he joined us from Jerusalem today. The U.S. didn't like this particular res- resolution. It felt that it was one-sided, uh, that a ceasefire is simply not enough. That a ceasefire has to come along with the release of hostages. So that's what the U.S 
is proposing in its own draft resolution. Not clear at all when that is going to come up for a vote. So the U.N. resolution was rejected by the United States. Again, um, they are coming up with their own as they are trying to get hostages freed, those that were taken on October 7th. And, of course, there is also criticism of Israel and, and the military operation that they have conducted. Not that they have conducted one. It's the amount of uh, citizens, of of bystanders, of people who are just uh, Palestinians who have gotten caught up in all of it. And it's something a ratio of something like four or five to one of civilians who have been killed versus Hamas fighters, or at least that's the estimation of right now. So it's a very complicated situation. Uh, we spoke with Eli Hoff, who covers Mizzou for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Their athletic director just left. It's a sort of confusing decision as well. Uh, Desiree Reed francois leaving to take the same job at the University of Arizona, where she did go to law school, uh, but it'll be, uh, it'll be a pay cut for her going down to Tucson. It's also a, a lower-profile job. Arizona is one of the schools that's migrating from the Pac-12 to the Big 12 this offseason, and they're in some, some pretty deep financial struggles, uh, more than $177 million uh, in debt. So you really wonder what is going on at Mizzou that you have an AD saying, all right, I'm leaving for what appears to be a worse situation. But like he talks about, this is back-to-back because the last one left to go to Baylor when Baylor was coming off of suspension. Yeah. So another program that you're going, well, on paper, it would look like you're going backwards. What are the chances that this is just wanting to go back to her alma mater and be at her? Like, what are the odds that that's just what this is? But when you I say mean, alma mater, it was her law school, right. not her undergrad. Yeah, I get it if it's the undergrad. But when you're in law school, you don't it, seem to have the same attachment. With nah, your, no. right? Yeah, I, I don't see people going. Boy, my time at law school at WashU. Then what is that going to affect? Right? I mean, he talked about Appalachian State's AD now potentially being a headline candidate for yep. the new or for the position opening. Are we going to see this have an effect on people even wanting this job? Would I, it seem I so think that's, I think, the question. I mean, right. when you when you go back and you look at the fact, and so we got a chance to, Tom to talk to Tom Ackerman this morning on his way out the door, right? Uh, sports guy extraordinaire, and, and just talking about, you know, what's kind of going on behind the scenes. And he talked about the fact that Drink was brought in by the board, not by her, right? And you start looking at those type of situations, not just this job, but jobs around the country. And you start looking at the fact, if you come in as the AD, you want to run your show. It's your job. It's like being the GM, right? right? You want to run your thing. You don't want somebody looking over your shoulder and questioning what you're doing or uh, offering other thoughts other than yours and saying, no, I think you need to go this direction. If the board's going to be a more activist board for lack of a better term that's a poor word to use i think but the best one i have at the moment if it's going to be that kind of board you're going to have a lot of ad's that are going to say "Mm, i don't want to go into that so that's but it's that's the problem then right because everything else appears to be a good situation to walk into so why does this why is this person not wanting to stay here that's that's i think unless there's a why why have the last two not wanted to say. It, it Why have the last two taken less visible positions than this job? 
Well, it could be that there is a, I don't know, maybe there's a personal reason she wants to go back to Arizona. I, who really knows? But um, We just had three and a half inches of snow. I want to go to Arizona. Well, it's fine. No, the snow's, it's not. The snow's gone, Mike. No, Mr. Chicago, it's not. It's not. It's I put a coat on. No, we're okay. It's spring. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm protesting winter. I've moved on to spring. I'm, I've embraced my inner rodent groundhog, and I've moved on to spring. Anything you missed, it's on the Odyssey app. A U D A C Y K M O X dot com. The podcasts are available for you. All the information, all the interviews we have done. There for you. Brian Posehn, comedian, will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Mike Elam, Chris Ranji. Emily Manley is coming up next. Emily Manley is next on KMOX. Mike Elam, Chris Ranji. It is KMOX. Amy Marks Kors is out. We want to check in what's happening at the Capitol here in Missouri. Uh, We've got Emily Manley, who covers the Missouri Capitol. And she does an amazing job for Fox 2. She does. She's fantastic for Fox 2, the chief Capitol reporter, and she is with us now on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Good afternoon, Emily. Good afternoon, and thank you for the the compliments. I I have to say it's been an interesting uh, 19 hours here in the Capitol as the Senate is still going since they've uh, gaveled in yesterday at 4.30. So we've only been in session now for what? Five weeks, six weeks? Is this week six that we're in or seven? And it seems like uh, we're taking turns between the Republicans and the Democrats, and everybody's just filibustering so far this year. I was joking with Chris earlier, and I said, you have more reading on the floor of the Senate these days than you do in a library. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. I will tell you, though, somebody asked me yesterday, you know, now we have Democrats filibustering. And I hate to say it, but this is normal. You know, what we saw the first couple of weeks isn't really normal when you have Republicans filibustering Republicans. Democrats holding the floor to prevent legislation getting across the finish line that they don't like. This is normal. Um, It might sound funny that this is a.k.a. normal, but that's what it is. And let's talk about the, the legislation that's at hand here in the Senate. It has to do with initiative petition. And to break that down, because that can be really confusing, the initiative petition process is how recreational, medical marijuana, and also Medicaid expansion were all approved by the voters. Um, all it takes is, you know, a coalition, a campaign, or a couple of voters that want to get something on the ballot They just have to get 170,000 signatures. It has to be approved by the Secretary of State. And then guess what? It comes on the ballot. Well, this year you have a big question that could be before voters later this year, and that is abortion. So now Republicans are pushing really, really hard to get this done. They want to increase the threshold of votes votes to approve a constitutional amendment. So they want to make it harder for voters to change the Constitution. So now Democrats see this as silencing the voters in Missouri. And so they're standing up for it. As I said, they've been in session since 4.30 yesterday afternoon. They went all through the night. We're here this morning again. They're still in session, and there's really no end in sight. What they're fighting for, they want to make it easier for voters to understand the question. Like I said, this is confusing. So even if this legislation is approved by the General Assembly, voters still have the final say. And there's some questions that could be tricky to some voters. Democrats are calling it ballot candy. And so that's what they're really fighting over. And I know, Mike, it might sound funny. We talked about for weeks before this that Republicans just kept filibustering and reading on the floor. But now it's the Democrats' turn. 
It, it seems, and it's only in the Senate where all the craziness is happening. I mean, over on the House side, they seem to be actually passing bills and getting them done and, and moving things forward. Is that fair to say? Oh, that, that's very fair to say. I have to say that in the House already, they have third read eight bills. Wow. So that means those eight bills are already in the hands of the Senate. So now the Senate has done not a single bill that they haven't done on third read. And on the other side of the building, there's been eight of them. And like you said, we're in week six or seven here in Jefferson City. So not sure what else it's going to take to get something done in the Senate. But if Democrats waste this entire week on filibustering, then we have gone through another week in Jefferson City without anything getting done in the upper chamber. That's sort of been the um, the thought of how this session was going to go down anyway, isn't it? That we're in an election year, nothing of real substance is going to get done. This is pretty much just the realization of that, isn't it? I, I have to agree, Chris. This is something that a lot of us did project would happen. But I would say none of us thought that the first four weeks of session, four or five weeks, would be spent with Republicans just fighting each other in the upper chamber. I don't think any of us could have predicted it was going to go that long. I think a couple of us might have saw, you know, a couple days here, a couple days there. But the Senate did absolutely nothing for weeks on end, and it's because Republicans were mad at Republicans. Democrats, this is the first time, let's think about this here. This is the first time we're six weeks, seven weeks into session. The first time that Democrats are standing on the floor speaking in the Senate. And let me remind you, in case you forgot, they're a super minority party. So it was all the Republicans that were infighting against each other. And I think that that's something that none of us could have predicted that would have held the floor for that long in the upper chamber. We do have an election year. So it is that type of year where we have a bunch of members that are looking for higher office, they're running for re-election, and then, of course, creates a bunch of problems because they're all running against each other. But I don't think any of us could have predicted it was that long that Republicans are going to fight with each other. We're talking with Emily Manley from Fox 2. She is covering all the craziness that's going on at the Capitol this year. And I think a lot of people thought that there was going to be more going on at the House because all the lead up was everything going on with Dean Plocker and the speaker and the the ethics investigation and what's going to happen there. And he has just sailed through at the House and they seem to be running like clockwork. I mean, I know the joke is always everything passes in the House and then it dies in the Senate. This year, that seems to be that mantra on steroids as they're going forward. But are are we seeing any break in the dam that's going to happen over in the Senate? Because it seems like IP reform and education were the two big things that the Senate wanted done. And what's really funny about that to me is it seemed like Caleb Rowden and the Freedom Caucus Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. wanted to both get these things done. They were really just arguing over timeline. <laughs> exactly. It literally had to do with timeline. The Freedom Caucus thought one way they wanted that. 
that initiative petition legislation brought up within the first week of session, which would have been extremely difficult because, you know, the process of bringing a bill forward, it's not like you can just bring a bill to the floor and work on it. You know, it's got to go to committee. You've got to have a public hearing. It's got to be passed out of committee. Then it's got to sit on the calendar for a day. Then it's got to come back to the Senate floor for debate. So there's a lot to it. It's not just you can pick up a bill and move forward with it. So I think that, you know, Freedom Caucus wanted it one way where we had the leadership in the Senate going, we will get there. But there was no trust between the two caucuses. They're calling each other the Republican Caucus and the Freedom Caucus. So they are two separate caucuses. And there was just no agreement there. And, you know, I, I still don't know to this day if there's an agreement. We're hearing from the Freedom Caucus that if Republicans do not allow them to pass an initiative petition this week, things are once again going to get pretty testy in the Senate. But, of course, it's Democrats holding the floor. So it's just big mess that you have in the Senate that we call politics here in the state of Missouri. But in the House, things are definitely moving more, moving more like a well-oiled machine. And as you said, House Speaker Dean Plocker, who is still under an ethics investigation, has kind of been flying under the radar. We still don't have another ethics, invest- uh, ethics committee hearing set We don't know anything about it. We ask leadership, and leadership says they're waiting themselves. And a lot of members still don't know what exactly happened. As I said before, you know, these ethics investigations, they they, other members that aren't on the committee don't know exactly what's going on. That's a rule of the ethics committee. They have to be anonymous. They have to be quiet. They cannot say anything. Otherwise, they can be kicked off the committee. So, you know, in the House, there is still some drama going on, but because there's no committee hearing scheduled, they're just going to keep moving forward. While in the Senate, we're going to see if there is something that ever moves them forward. I do have to think that if IP, initiative petition, gets across the finish line, things will start moving better in the Senate. I really do believe that, but it's if and when that legislation comes up for a vote. Emily, quickly before we say goodbye here, uh, have there been any apologies uh, issued after members of the Freedom Caucus uh, tried to pin the Kansas City shooting on that one guy calling him an illegal immigrant, even though he had nothing to do with that shooting? There were a series of tweets from last week, and they got highlighted over the last few days um, because that guy had nothing to do with the shooting. Have there been apologies issued as a result? I have yet to see any apologies. We do know that some of those Freedom Caucus members have since deleted and removed their tweets and any posts that they have made. But as a public apology, there is still nothing that has been issued. There are some members of the Republican Caucus that are furious that Freedom Caucus members would make that determination and would say something like that on social media. So we'll wait and see if there's anything that happens in the coming days. But as of now, the only thing that has been done is those posts have been deleted, but no public apology at this point. Appreciate it, Emily. Thanks for checking in with us. Of course. Emily Manley covers the Capitol here in Missouri for Fox 2. She is fantastic. She with is. With us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Um, let's see. Tickets to give away. Should we do it now? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it now. Who wants to go see James Taylor? I do. Well, you can't win. Let's see. It's against the rules. It's Twice now, a theme Mike. with you today. Twice yeah. now we've had. Sorry. What is the hate against St. Charles that you it's have not, here? It's just it's you as an employee <laughs> of this station are not allowed to win tickets. It's not St. Charles, Mike. It's you. To see James. It's it all just about me? you. Yes. It's, yes, it it's is just all you. you. Yes. James Taylor at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, June 6th. 
and we've got a pair of tickets to give away right now. And for the rest of the week, we're going to give away a pair each day. Today, right now, caller number five to 314-955-1120, 314-955-1120. You get to go see James Taylor. Best of luck to you. That's Mike Elam. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. Mike Elam and Chris Ranji today. It is the Chris and Amy show. Amy is out, but uh, we're we're plugging away anyway. I think we've done a great job so far. I think it's award winning. Eh, it's fine. Everything's fine. They give out awards for everything these days. Hey, uh, here's your participation right? ribbon. Well, hey, great show today. We are. You uh, were here all three hours. Me, yes, I made it and I stayed here and I'm still here. Good job. Well done. Thank you. You didn't walk out in the middle of the show, even though I was here. I was, well, I, you, I like you. I wouldn't leave. That is so nice of you. Thank you. But I'm very quite tired. So um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to the Quiver River Electric guest line. We've got a comedian who is going to be performing at City Winery. A professional comedian, a as professional. opposed to what you're used to hearing. Uh, this is a person who's been on television. Yes. This man has been on TV, Movies. and his uh, he's going to be at City Winery February 23rd, performing live. Comedian Brian Posehn is with us on KMOX. Good afternoon, Brian. What's going on? Hey, guys. Hey. How you doing? Oh, uh, we're doing great. Um, I am a huge fan of Mr. Show. And oh, my, nice. My dad watched uh, Big Bang Theory. He was a religious <laughs> viewer of that show. I think most dads did. I know. I... Dads and moms. I think that's all that watched it. My oh. friends didn't even know I was on television. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? My parents did. It's true. When the show would come on, you'd say, hey, I'm on this show. And they'd say, what is this? Yeah. And my mother-in-law finally found me funny, too. She she loved that show. <laughs> See, that's fantastic. Um, my, but, yes, my mom likes it, too. My parents <laughs> were very much in love with uh, Big Bang Theory, so I saw a lot of it. And um, you were on Just Shoot Me with uh, David Spade, that show. So you've, you've done quite a bit of TV. If you go back and look at your career... Is yeah, I've been around than, a while. Right? Yeah. Is it is it more than you, you expected when you first got into it? It is. I mean, as a kid, I always thought, like, uh, the guys that come out on sitcoms that weren't, like, the leads, I always thought that was, like, the funnest, that looked like the coolest thing to do anyway, but never knew, like, how I could actually do that. And it just happened. You know, I moved to L.A., and I don't have the story of, struggling as an actor uh, and I'm, I'm sure struggling actors would hate to hear that, but like, <laughs> I just, uh, I was doing stand up, and this casting person came and, and, uh, said, Hey, come to an audition the next day. And I went to, uh, you know, ABC did an audition and got on the show the following day. That was my first thing I did was empty nest. Wow. And then just oh. started getting all these sitcom parts after that. And it was like, Hey, this is pretty easy. <laughs> no, they do. Do other comedians do not want to hear that crap from you? Like just how... no, but I mean, I, I fit a type. You know, it's like the big goofy dumb guy walks in, says something weird, and leaves. You know, I can do that. I can hit my mark and and say the weird thing. Well, that's it. You're uh, how much taller? You what are you six seven, six eight somewhere in there? Six six. Yeah. Okay, six six. That's that's pretty tall for an actor. You don't really see people right. who are, are that tall. No, there's a few of us. Uh here's the thing that just happened. Uh oh. Uh Brian accidentally let one slip. So we had to we had to hit the button. Oh yeah. we had I, to hit the button. <laughs> I I didn't I, hear it, that. 
Uh, I caught it, and I'm glad I caught it. It's okay. It's, it happens. It's, it's an accident. So here's the thing. Here's what happens. When uh, we have a guest who accidentally slips, uh, they get put on hold for a little bit, and we have to wait. Oh. So we have to wait. I don't know how long it is, but the system will, will legitimately not let us put him back on. Oh, that's interesting. It's just like that's the way the thing works. So I've never been a part of that before. Yeah. So it's uh, it happens. But every and every every uh, setup is different. I mean, I've had other stations where it wasn't like that. But uh, let me explain to people how this works. Uh, whenever <laughs> you hit the dump button, it because uh, we're on a delay. Okay, we're on a delay. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what the delay is. It might be ten seconds. I don't know what it is. But it the the system slowly stretches it back out after we hit the dump because it goes back ten seconds. It's very technical, and sometimes. Sometimes it accidentally gets out, and then when it does, we have to go through this. So that's where we are right now. So that's why we're not talking to Brian, but we will. That's interesting. As soon as we can bring him back up. Is it back? Oh, we're good? Brian, hey. I'm here. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I am so sorry. (laughs) It's okay, because, look, you probably do a lot of podcasts. I do. It's been a long time since I've done terrestrial, as they call it, radio. I love that. I forgot who uh, somebody just did it with us. Like a week or two ago. I can't remember who it was. But don't worry about it. It happens. It's no big deal. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm no, a professional. <laughs> it's the FCC. Thank it's God fault. somebody is on this show. It's the FCC. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's it's perfectly fine. Cool. So, I mean, you've got the show coming up here at uh, City Winery. Have, you must have been through St. Louis at some point in your career, right? Uh, yeah. I I used to do one of the, the regular clubs there, the Funny Bone or whatever. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm these city wineries they're popping up everywhere and uh a bunch of my friends have done them and uh, it's my fir- it's actually my first time i'm doing philly on thursday and then coming to you guys on friday so so what's uh, it like being on the road these days is it different than it used to be well for me just traveling as you get older it gets it's more of a pain but no it's it's the same you know i'm uh, i just had a great weekend in minneapolis uh filled a fill the theater and no things have been it kind of took a little bit after covid for things to get back to normal but for me it feels pretty normal or you know feels just like 2018 or whatever you know i was curious if it had changed around i mean covid seemed to just upset the apple cart on everything right so that was crazy i mean i've never had anything happen like that in my career where it's just like life told you to take two years off you know (laughs) yeah and especially for comedy, because you need an yeah. audience. And I know, I mean, remembering what SNL was doing during those times where they had the cast, especially early on, they were uh, recording their own sketches at home and having yeah. to, to send them in. So it, that must have been impossible for somebody that, that needs to perform in I front of an did audience. some live shows, and they were not fun. I mean, I, I acted like they were fun, but they were, it was really <laughs> weird, like, doing your set in your, you know, I was sitting for one in, in my office in front of my computer and telling my jokes like to my computer screen, hoping that somebody was seeing them. And it's just a weird experience. You need the feedback. Yeah, for sure. If you don't get the immediate feedback back, it's totally different. No, I was just, I felt like a rookie. I was like nervous and going, uh, you know. <laughs> so I, I mentioned earlier, Mr. Show, which is such a, uh, I don't feel like enough people have – I feel like everybody should know Mr. Show, and I don't think enough people do because Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, you were part of that show. That was such a funny, 
funny thing. Was that? Um, yeah, it's a small. It's you had to have uh, cable TV in the '90s. You had to have HBO, and uh, not everybody did. But uh, I mean, we have our niche. There definitely are, you know, people that still go. Oh, yeah, I saw you guys live, you know, 20 years ago, and crazy what was your favorite thing brian that you worked on in terms of i mean it could be a stand-up special it can be one of these tv shows what was it i mean i i've been so lucky and uh, sarah silverman's up there the sarah silverman program because and mr show for me because those guys are my friends and it's we all share the same sensibility like the same kind of things make us laugh so that's kind of where I felt the most home, at home as compared to, you know, some of the sitcom work that I've done. But I love doing sitcoms, too. And, you know, coming out in Big Bang where the audience is packed and, you know, they're just waiting. They're so happy to be there. You know, that stuff is really fun, too. So, Is that better than, you know, having your own act, your own stand-up? That, that no, you're putting out I mean, there? that's the other thing, you know, no, because also crushing in front of a, you know, a theater that of people that are there to see you. I'm, I'm lucky that I can do all these different things. When I first moved to L.A., I had an agent go, hey, you can't act right and do comedy. You, you got to pick one. And I was like, that sounds stupid. No, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Watch me. Yeah, I feel like it's worked out yeah. nicely for you. Yeah, well, for me, I always I have to feel busy. I, I go nuts if I don't have something, I, you know, in front of me. So, what do you work on if you're not, you know, if you're not working on an act for, a, you know, you're touring, you're traveling, whatever? What are you working on? It just depends. I mean, over the years, I've I've written a lot. I've sold movies and you know uh, had shows in development and that kind of thing. So I I always have something, some other project going. And then I write a lot of comic books now. So I worked for Marvel for a few years doing Deadpool. And now I've been doing uh, independent stuff. And uh, I've got some books coming out through Image that like started during COVID, but are finally coming out because artists take forever. It's uh, the writing is easy, but getting somebody to draw, you know, 30 pages worth of, uh, you know, material, it's, it, that's what takes the longest. Yeah, I and I'll admit I have not. Um, I don't read a lot of the the actual physical comic books, but the Deadpool movie is is really funny. Is it yeah. in the same style? Is it is it always like that? Yeah, they captured our the, what we like about Deadpool for sure. He breaks the fourth wall, and and uh, you know is the jackass, and that's uh, that definitely came across. Uh, we're visiting with Brian Posehn, a comedian who's going to be at City Winery. It's Friday, 7.30. Uh, the show's at 7.30. You can get tickets at citywinery.com. Do you, so you'll get into town on Friday? Yeah. All right. What are you going to do when you get here? in the morning. Yeah, what are you going to do when you get here? That's the thing. I mean, the way these schedules, when you're not, and when you're not at a club for three days, like, it's... Uh, pretty much order food from the room and, you know, depend on the weather. I, I always love to go to comic shops or record stores and I've been to, you know, St. Louis a, a few times. So, uh, I would do that normally, but you don't really have a chance when you're, you know, in a city for 10 hours or 12 hours. 
Well, enjoy it as best you can. Um, yeah. You'll get a good crowd here. I know that. And we, we really do appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit. And yeah, I'm sorry about the hey. dumping. I've never uh, I've never taken a dump on uh, terrestrial radio. Hey, you, look, now you have a story you can tell people. That's right. And I could be like, that so was me. Sorry. That was yeah, no, oh, I know. We don't care. You should hear what it's like during the breaks. I bet. Yeah. Brian Posehn, thank you, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, Brian, again, will be at City Winery on uh, Friday, 7.30 is the showtime. The doors open at 6 o'clock. You can get tickets by going to citywinery.com. That dude's been in so much stuff. You know, we're talking as an actor. His bio. He's been, you were amazed at everything that oh, yeah. he's in. Uh, he's been he's been in Seinfeld, uh Friends, The Mandalorian. He was I didn't know he was too, in Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, like even if it's just a quick role, the the fact that you get to be in all of these things, that's incredible. One of my favorite shows that nobody ever talks about anymore is News Radio. I loved you that know, show. I never watched it. And Did I, you not? It was Phil Hartman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Rogan was on he that was show on that, as well. Right. That's that's I think it's where I first saw Joe Rogan was actually on news radio. So then when Joe Rogan turned it out to be on MMA stuff, I'm well, going, he, wait, the guy from news radio is doing he, MMA? Yeah, he did. He started with news radio or that's the first he was a he was a comedian and then he did news radio and then Fear Factor after that. Yeah, if, if I got the timeline right, I think it was news radio and then Fear Factor because he was the janitor or something like that in news radio. Right. He was a bit yeah. role in that. Uh, I think. Uh, what was the guy from uh, uh, Boys in the Hall? Is that what that was? Oh, the, Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall. That uh, Canadian group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't remember that that guy. He kind of looks like David Spade. I know who you're talking about. So I can't he think was of the name. news director on that, and Phil Hartman was on it, and it, it was really good. It was a great show. It wasn't on for that long, um, but I really liked it, probably because I'm a radio guy, right? So I think so. I, I like that part. I should have watched it. I never did, but... Uh, my yeah. brother-in-law had always bothered him to watch WKRP in Cincinnati because he, he was a radio guy. My dad he, loved it. He's like, hey, every time he turns the mic on, like, they never kill the speakers. And I'm like, that's what bothers you? Of all the things? <laughs> After working in radio, that's that's what well, bothers you? It's the thing that you get. It's so in the weeds, nobody would get it. Exactly. Yes. Uh, that's Mike Elam. I'm Chris Ranji. You've got KMOX. Amy Marks scores. This is my show. My microphone. On KMOX. Oh, what a show it's been, Mike Elam. It's we a just, fast show. Man, we talked to Robert Berger, Linda Kenyon, Eli Hoff, Brian Posehn. Name dropper. Said a bad word. Uh, <laughs> that Emily was Manley. It was. That it was, was, that nobody was actually kind of exciting. I had no idea. Even well, when we listen back, I still, I'm like, really? I, I am okay. so perceptive to bad words. You are. Because I love them. They're so good. <laughs> I wish there was no FCC. Let's just, let's let the court, let's pull the You know, in, there's man. a lot of people who share that sentiment, Dude, but for completely on. different reasons. Let's go. So, um, yeah. Oh, congratulations to our winners, our ticket winners. Jacob and Manchester going to see City SC tonight against Houston. Nice. That game's on Y98. You can listen in. Uh, pre-game show starts at 6.30. First game this year. It's not the MLS, but um, first MLS game will be on Saturday. And also Patricia in St. Louis is going to see James Taylor on June 6th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. I'm available, Patricia. You can't go with her. I can go with her. Uh, she can invite you. She could. Yeah. Um, Patricia likes me. We'll have tickets you. to give away tomorrow and the rest of the week. And Glover's up next. Oh, Dave Glover's coming up. We're going to hang out, aren't we?
Let's do it. Mike Elam, thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for having me. See ya. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.